He will need it with eating. That's why I'm in all, that's why I'm wrapped up. <laughs> well, Turn the lights off in a minute. Have you got a I've got your collar felt for spending uh, for putting eating on too much? <laughs> Keith always used to come in. Put his back at hand on radiator. <laughs> They'll be all right. They've just been on holiday, haven't they, Stan and Keith? Yeah, yeah. Lanzarote for a week, yeah. It'll have to be a big sum to burn them bodies, won't it? On a side. How to clear the beach in five minutes, man. Jesus. How's the ankle, Sharpie? Better than it was before. Beware of those cobbled streets. Yeah. <laughs> Sharpie, walk me through it. I mean, no pun intended. Uh, basically, we're, I, 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 I was just right hungry. So instead of going to sandwich shop, I just went to Chippy instead. So walking out Chippy, and I wish it, it was a good, good I wish it was a good story. So I was just walking out Cobble Street, and then I just fell over myself, and I heard, I just heard, and then I couldn't walk. <laughs> and then you couldn't walk, right? Well, how did you come, Sharpie? You are. How did you get home? How did I get home? My mum picked me up. Ah, fair enough. Makes you wonder how Victorians got on Sharpie, doesn't it? Yes and no. I once went over. You think that bad, Sharpie? I once went over on my uncle at Todd and me an hour before a second team game, right? And you know, you know when you where uh, changing rooms are, and then there's that little drive. Yeah. Well, there's like a little embankment, isn't there? Yeah. Well, we're piss balling around in the dressing room as we all do. Came out today, yeah, and I, I had my back to the pitch, and I was probably telling someone where to go or whatever, having laughed. And I was going backwards down that embankment, and it was a little bit more steeper than what I thought. And I fell over and tumbled down. I went over on my ankle. And uh, I, I ended up, I was being close to my old mate battle. I ended up, I ended up having to bat 11. Oh, <laughs> rough. Well, it works. I, I got raped, right done off standing. Uh, <laughs> I'm a grown bloke. I'm in my mid twenties, and I got a proper finger wagging bollocking off. Wait, what are you? Welcome to the Housecast, Law House's official podcast. We have an excellent episode for you this evening with some different guests and some slightly different topic than, than usual. Uh, we also have a new co-host on tonight who will be presenting uh, lots of episodes in the future as well. And that's Gav Shields. How are you, Gav? I'm okay, thank you, Joe. Nice to you. Good. Have you been busy? Yeah, same old, same old. Cracking. Well, going on the turf, I've done a few with lads, keeping out of mischief, you know how it is. Yeah, I always make reference to this when you say you've been on the turf, of your half-time think tank episodes with Stan. Well, we've got as far now as if him understanding what formations are, <laughs> how many players each team have, <laughs> and, uh, and what colour Burnley playing. So, 
we get we're getting there. It's gonna be it's gonna be a long way, but we'll get there, pal. Yeah, steady progress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. I think we call it. Shape of the ball next week. <laughs> I think he's going to his jump, probably. And tonight's episode, we're going to be discussing the APP, which is the Advanced Performance Programme at the Cricket Club, which essentially picks the best players at the club with an idea of moving them, fast-tracking them into the first team where possible. And we've got four players tonight from the APP uh, who we're going to have a chat with and discuss all things APP. So I'll introduce them all now. First, we've got George Durkin. How are you, George? Yeah, good, thank you. Nice to see you. And always good to see you, George. Been busy? Yeah, very busy at work, yeah. Are you? Yeah. How's cricket going? Yeah, good, thank you. Doing a bit, doing APP. No, we're going to Stonia on Thursday nights, doing a bit of Lanks League on Saturdays as well, so it's going all right. Yeah. Fantastic. Good stuff. Our next uh, guest is uh, Henry Cotton. How are you, Henners? All right, thank you, Joe. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Not too bad. How has cricket been going for you? All right, so far, not had many sessions. Done a bit of cricket padding and stuff like that with my dad, but other than that, not much really. It's fair enough, it's far too cold to be doing anything like that, I think. Yeah. But nearly the season, so we'll see. Joel Sharp is our next guest. How are you, Sharpie? Yeah, I'm all right, Joe. I'm all right. <laughs> Good, excellent. What have you been up to? Um, like that, as George said, just stoning us on Thursdays, a bit of Lanks League on, on the Saturday. Excellent. Good stuff. Keeping you busy, so that's cracking. Uh, and our final guest is uh, Tom York Robinson. How are you, Tom? Not bad, thanks. You right? Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. You're dialing it up from very far away in Greenmount. Uh, how have you? How's your cricket been going? It's been it's been all right. Uh, got Lanksy with these and Thursdays, and then got a bit of extra training as well with Lanks and that. So. Excellent, it's cracking. Yeah. And before we go on to the APP stuff, we've all you've all mentioned Lancashire League uh, nets. Uh, do you want to? Does anybody want to have a quick, brief uh, chat about that and tell us what that's about and? How it's been? Get, how you've been getting on? Yeah, it's been, it's been going all right. Good, excellent, Georgie. Yeah, it's been going all right. Yeah, it's a quags on a Saturday, so it's not too bad. Keeps you busy, doesn't it? Keeps you ticking over before the season, so can't complain really. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's with the very famous Nigel Brown uh, keeping an eye over proceedings. So I'm sure you'll all be you'll all be doing very well. So uh, Gav, we we'll talk about the APP tonight. Um, yeah. Mainly, uh, we spoke about it, didn't we, a couple of weeks ago, a quick get-together, didn't we? And, and it's it's something that I've heard at the cricket club for the last couple of years, uh, whilst I've been in conversation, and the APP this, and when, you know, we were all down watching the football, and I saw the young lads running around, and I heard one or two people saying, you know, what's going on there? And I, obviously, I knew a little bit about it, but I didn't know a heck of a lot. And, and I thought, well, there'll be a lot of members who hear the phrase APP. They won't really understand what what it is about, what it is, why we do it. Um, so I thought it might be a worthwhile idea just to do an episode on it and just try and get it out there and perhaps explain, you know, what it is, why the club do it, who's on it, what do we hope to get from it, et cetera, et cetera. So, so really, uh, you know, the purpose of the podcast, I think, really, is to just get more information out there so the members of the club and the listeners really understand what it's about, really, and, and, and understand what the club are trying to achieve. 
and these young lads are as well. Yeah, I think that's one of the... Sometimes I think the APP can come across as some kind of like classified programme that, you know, like the CIA run that nobody really knows about. And we don't tell anybody about. We don't tell anybody what we do. It's, in a, it's on a black site uh, and, you know, no one, see, no one sees what's happening. We always sort of welcome people to come and have a look and see what everybody's up to and it's a chance to see, you know, the players of the future. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a, and that's a really good thing, I think. Absolutely. So... If, if we kick it off then, so I think the players obviously, you know, will sp- obviously speak to yourself about it because you were one of the, uh, you know, you were in the think tank originally, weren't we? The origins of it. And uh, so if we can speak to you about it and then we'll speak to Matthew as the MD, you know, to get the club take on it and, you know, and, and, and how that went. And then speak to these these uh, fine young chaps and see what they've got to say uh, about it. So, so firstly, Joe, if you can just uh, sort of explain to us all, basically, what are the origins of the APP? Why you felt it were sort of so important? How, it, how did it get off the ground? How does it work? What does it look like? What's it designed to do? What's the end game? What what what, what does it want to achieve? So I don't know if I don't know if the lads on this call actually know why why it started, but essentially when I went into the first team in 2010, yeah. 2009, 2010, and then all the way up to 2015, we had this practically the same team for those five or six years, which you had a nucleus of players of you know Charlie Cottam and Blaise and Finchie and then you had some younger players like me and Johnny Whitehead and Matt Walker and Paddy Ben obviously was a massive part of the team as well and then when he got to 2015 it was the first time that we'd sort of experienced any players leaving you know Hawkey Hawkey left uh, and he was a massive part of that team as well uh, and Ben left so they both left to pro and then the year after Matt Walker and Johnny left and, 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 and there was a bit of turnover. And what we actually wanted to do with it was say, you know, these players are, are leaving after a period of, of time. And because you've got a settled team, there's potentially a bit of a block, you know, of, of people being able to come through. So it was the kind of idea of to come up with a kind of programme to help what we saw as the best young cricketers at the club yeah. as a kind of way into the first team. So from a coaching point of view, how could we fast track their progress so then mm. they still love playing cricket, mm. but they had a route into the first team, yeah. uh, which all these players do on, on this call. So we designed that. It took a, a, about a year and a half to design the full programme and then get funding from the club. Uh, and essentially we... Uh, try and make it as kind of professional as possible. So we want to, we have a, a head coach that plans all the sessions. We have kind of specific sessions each week. Each of the players has, you know, specific goals that they want to achieve, uh, whether that is something technical or, you know, just trying to create some kind of legacy, I guess. And essentially that's what we are, that's what we're trying to do. We want to try and get these players to be fantastic lower house cricketers. If they go even further, that's brilliant. But as a kind of starting point, if these lads can get into the first team, which, you know, I'm pretty convinced that they'll play quite a big part this year, Ooh, I would yeah. say. And not just sort of filling in either. I think they'll, they'll play some really important uh, parts, very similar to when my group came into the first team just over 10 years ago. Good stuff. So, so that's the background to it. 
So then how did it develop then from an idea amongst you three to then making it happen? Did you yeah. have to get in front of the committee or? Yeah, so, I mean, Henry will probably remember, we used to have a lot of meetings at his house. <laughs> Um, probably a weekly meeting at his house going through different things with Charlie uh, to make sure it made sense and then we could actually put it in front of the committee so we wrote um, we wrote briefings to explain the costs of the program uh, you know getting different coaches in um, equipment we wrote handbooks to explain how our vision of the of the programme, how it would work, how it fits into the ethos of the club. Because there'd been nothing like it before, actually. You know, some clubs have, you know, academies and that kind of thing. But we actually wanted to go one step further. And I think that's where we actually wanted it to sit and actually try and add some value to the club. You know, not just another coaching session for these lads, but how can we make them even better cricketers than they already are? So it was quite a lengthy process, a lot of writing, a lot of kind of thinking and then coming up with a, a reasonable proposal that was achievable but also ambitious enough as well that it would get the best out of it right so talk us through the uh the famous meeting then so <laughs> in the in the clubhouse were it and you will end up in front of the uh, the bait crowd here or yeah so we we actually got in front of the committee um we presented them with all the different handbooks I'd spent I'd spelt Law House wrong on the first page. <laughs> um, well, it's it's cricket, yeah. it's not English, is it? No, absolutely. I think it's a program, is it? <laughs> exactly. Law Hosu, I think it said. Um, which was a new club we were creating. We explained everything and we went through how the club could fund it. And you know, it's a sizable contribution from the club. It's not yeah. just 20 quid here and, and 30 yeah. quid there. It's a, a yeah. really big investment from the club. And I'd like to think it makes a difference. And in that meeting, we had everyone there, actually. So the whole of the committee, a lot of the coaches were there as well. So our head coach, Nigel, was there. Uh, and, and and we presented it. And thankfully, it, it got through. And then we started player selection. And what, and what year was that, Joe? What? Uh, so I think that was 2016. With a view to start in 2017. Yeah, so we started in the we either started in the November of 2016 or the January of 2017 I can't quite remember but oh. it's around that time yeah good stuff so so you presented to the committee things clearly went well and how long did it take uh, the think tank to come back to you and with it with the decision to say yeah we want to back you it was on it was actually on the day so oh, right. the, we went through the whole process and actually do you know the the, the biggest one of the uh, kind of best things that we that we heard from it was not you know that this was a really well thought out program which it, which it is uh, and you know it's getting the best out of all the different uh, getting the best out of these young players uh, but it was it was that they said they really wish that David Wren had been able to see it absolutely and and that actually meant more to us I think than than imagine. any Absolutely. any amount of money they, that they would back it with. Absolutely. And uh, I echo that completely. Um, so how many players were selected uh, for the first for the first intake in 2017? <laughs> so, well, uh, it, we wanted it to be really kind of specific to and selective actually rather than specific. But 
after initial discussions with Stan, who wanted about 30 players on it, <laughs> we, we, we got it down to about 12, I think, from memory, um, which is a, a sort of manageable number. And our first session was at Spirit Sport. Okay. I remember the session now we did, uh, we did batting against spin, moving our feet, using different shots to sweep the ball. We did some diving catching and some fielding uh, that Charlie ran. Um, and that was that was the first iteration of the of the APP and as it as it built from there. Brilliant. Okay, so thanks for that, Joe. So we've heard now from Joe Martin as to the origins of the, the APP, you know, how it came about and presented it to uh, the committee. So if we can just bring uh, Matthew Stansfield in there, the obviously the MD of the club. Thanks for joining us, Matthew. No problem, Gavin. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. Have you been all right? Uh, yeah, yeah, keeping well. Just getting ready for the season now. Absolutely. Getting closer every day. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. So, as you know, uh, tonight's uh, episode's all about the APP, the Advanced Performance Programme. Got the young lads on, you know, to talk to them and, and to talk to Joe about it. So, Joe's given us a very quick sort of explanation there and a bit of a story as to how it came about. And now I'm just really interested to get your take on it from, because obviously the group present to you and the committee. Now, we're an amateur club, and I don't, and I don't need to tell you that every pound is precious. So what I'm uh, asking from you really is to explain what what made it so important to you guys that you felt that you just had to support it and that it was a good it was a good idea. Well, uh, it's a good question, Gavin. So obviously, the the thing that the club's been built on probably for the last fifteen. Um, 15, maybe 18 years has, has been the youth, um, the youth section of the club and, and bringing players through. So the back end of, or the tail end of our playing careers, we started to get a lot of junior players coming into the teams and there was an influx of players of, of varying standards, some of them that very good, some of them that have gone on to achieve great things in the in the club and in, in the Lancashire League. So to the tail end of our careers, Gavi had the likes of Ben, Orkey, uh, Paddy, who was starting to make waves in the teams that, that we played in, and obviously yeah. then progressed into the fifth team. We then had in um, 2011, um, or the year of 2011, what, what you would class as the, the sort of golden generation of that that youth setup. So, like Man United had, yeah, effectively our class of 92 was the um, um, was the group that came through in 2011, and they created fantastic first team that. For, for a few years until things got broken up a little bit by people going pro in and people taking other opportunities, but they dominated the, the league. And then I, I suppose you could argue that we've remained successful in the, in the period since. We've had Lancashire Cups, we've had, we've had Worsley Cups and, and things like that. But obviously when, when this was presented to us, the idea was that we had to try and take the best of our uh, youth section and give them that little bit of an extra push. So give them more of an insight into what it would be like if they got into a first-class academy. Um, but equally, if, if, they, if they weren't going to make it to, to that level, ultimately, give them a better grounding in, in being the very best that they can be at league cricket. And we put a lot of money into junior cricket, and it just felt right that we focus a little bit on trying to harness the very best of the talent. So we, we, we deal with all the 
inclusion and we deal with getting kids involved in participation, but maybe we'll just spend a few a few pounds um, trying to harness the very best and give our very best the opportunity. Um, and it's great today to see that I think this morning or yesterday morning, Liberty's flown out to the bar with, with Lancaster and she was obviously one of the first people that came into the, uh, the APP setup. Absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, we all uh, will all be watching uh, with great interest and uh, giving our best wishes to live. Going forward, is this obviously it is an ongoing project, but is it just something that you'll keep an eye on year after year? Or yeah, and I think I think year on year it's developed. It's it's moved away a little bit from where it was um, at its outset, and I think year on year the, the 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 premise of it and the idea behind it gets a little bit better. And I think that ultimately our aim, um, you hear people say, um, will Laura House ever produce a James Anderson? Well, no one else has ever produced a James Anderson. So why why, why are we suddenly going to produce one when the club down the road happened to, to produce one uh, 20 years ago? So so you've got to be really, really realistic. But I, what, I would, what I would hope is that what we get out of that um, APP setup is... A first-class cricketer ultimately, and yeah. uh, if once we've got a first-class cricketer, can we then get somebody that maybe goes on and gets international honours or, or, or stretches it further? So um, that's got to be the aim. And, and like I say, and if if the people that we put through that program happen to fall short of that, then hopefully we're getting fantastic league cricketers out of them. So moving that on to to the next step, then um, as a club. Um, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, every pound is precious. Are you and the committee setting uh, targets for the APP where you expect to see results, i.e., you know, you want to see a certain amount of first-team cricketers who have come through the APP scheme um, to see, to judge that as a success? Otherwise, it could be argued, what are we spending that money is that you know is, is is that is that a fair question or yeah it's a fair question I think um I think it will be harsh of us to set specific targets and, and specific sort of expectations and the reason why I say that is um because amateur cricket is by its very nature or can be by by its very nature a little bit transient and people move around and people move on don't they yeah. so yeah. we might have some fantastic players that, that are part of that scheme um, that are with us at the moment that might not progress to be first-team players because they move on to different opportunities. Now, hopefully, one of the benefits of having the scheme in place is that it, it assists greatly in retaining those players because those, those players can see that we're investing in them and, the, and their future and they hopefully repay a little bit of loyalty um, to what's put into them by by staying and being that good player for us if if they're not um if they're not able to make it in the first class game or or beyond. Um, at the same time, obviously um it would be it would be remiss for me to say that, that we don't have to make sure that we are getting returns on on uh, on what we're spending. And I think that we will we will expect ultimately to see results, but I don't think we'll set specific measures. So um, I think there's going to be opportunities 
in this year in the fifth team for some of the lads. We saw uh, Sharpie played uh, towards the back end of last year. Um, Henry and Tom were in about it at, at various di different stages of the, of the season, weren't they? George um, was sort of in it the previous season, but but just didn't quite um, hit his straps last year, but then finished very strongly in the second team, which was great to see, and hopefully takes that uh, through into the first team. Yeah. Uh, so into the second team and then on to, into the first team this year. So I think I think the answer to your question is, Gab, we have expectations of it, but we don't set specific targets of it because I think it would be unfair to do so. Yeah, no, and and, and, that, and that's fair enough, Matthew. I just wanted, so I'm just trying to think of questions that the fellow members and, and, and listeners would have, really. Joe, have you got any thoughts on that? Any any separate thoughts on that? Or has obviously been, you know, one of the founder members of the APP. I, I just wondered if you've got any thoughts on that. Yeah, well, I think that Stan is uh, right, actually, in, in, in saying that there is a lot of moves within amateur cricket. But one of the key points um, from the initial plan was actually we want these cricketers to create some kind of legacy, actually. So if you look at the players in the first team now, such as Blaise and Charlie, Ben and Finchie, people like that, they have, a, they have a legacy at this cricket club and in the league. People know who they are. And, you know, people don't remember when if what people have done at various clubs but they remember if they scored 10,000 runs at one club and or taken 500 wickets or they performed particularly well in a Worsley Cup final or they contributed to a league and actually that's what I think is the important thing and it's easy for me to say that actually playing only ever playing at one club and having no interest of playing anywhere else um, but at amateur level Surely that's what this is about, I would say. Can yeah. you create some kind of legacy for your cricket club to make it better than it was than when you started? Um, it's an interesting point, that, because if I say to you the name Keith Roscoe, you immediately think Rock and Stall Cricket Club, don't you? But yeah. Keith started out at Bakel. He spent his formative years there before moving to Rock and Stall. Did a little bit of proing in between as well, I think, didn't he, at some point? Um, but you would immediately think, and, and Rotten Soul Cricket Club, because his legacy has been that of all the wickets he's taken, he's probably taken 90% plus of them for, for, for one club, hasn't he? Has scored 100% of his runs for one club, hasn't he? Absolutely. Absolutely. And even, no, looking even looking around other guys in the league as well. Thanks for answering that. Absolutely fantastic. So, so firstly, gents, um, We'll just go through and uh, get a little bit of info from you, if that's all right. So, uh, you know, how did you all get involved in cricket? What are your first memories? Mine mine was on a family holiday in Portugal. Uh, oh, me, me and my dad were watching another family play cricket. It, the guy's son actually played for Essex, so me and my dad thought we'd join in. Excellent. I was, we were just having a bit of fun, and then this lad said, oh, your lad looks like he's got a decent eye for it, and... Henry and a couple of other mates are down at Lower House um, anyway. And then as soon as I got back, I went down to, to my first training session and never looked back since, really. really? So how old would you have been then, George? Uh, nine or ten, I think. Excellent. Yeah, so... And yeah. it was taller than me then, as well. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's taller than you, George. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, 
about the rest of your sharpie? What about you, Paul? Just I remember when I was about seven playing cricket in someone else's back garden. I told my mum and dad when I came back that I actually really enjoyed it. So I wanted to join and obviously when I was seven or eight, joined Laura House my first training session and yet yeah, just carried on just carried on playing through Laura House. It took me here, so Anyway, I think we know. I think we know you, don't we? But go on. Yeah, um, I must have been three or four, and you can probably tell me when where we were. But it was me, you, and my dad, Gav, playing a uh, cricket in some kind of like back street in I can't remember what country it was. But I j- I just remember loving it, and then what? And my dad, that I want to, you know, I want to start up at Laura House because obviously I was down there every week because he was captain yeah. and everything like that. And do you remember where we were? Do you remember? Yeah, oh. I'm just trying to think. Hell, I mean, um, where, would, where would that have been? How old are you again, eh? When were you born? 2004. So it would have been 2007? Yeah, something like that. In someone's wedding? Yeah, in my, yeah. Wedding? Maybe, yeah. 2005, that. Mm, I don't know. Well, you've got two good teachers anyway there. Bloody hell. <laughs> That's where he got his left-handed uh, batting from, Gav. Yeah. And uh, Tom, what about you, pal? Um, well, I started at Greenmount. So yeah. um, I was at footy training and then all my mates wanted to go. Like They were going to Greenmount after training. So I just told mum and dad that I wanted to go and then mum was like, yeah, we, we can sort that out. And then I had a few sessions with Ben and then Greenmount wasn't really working. So... Uh, Decided to join Laura House and then just got so much better. I remember the um, when you were about to come, Tom. Actually, we were in a on a pre-season game at uh, Woodbank, and yeah, yeah. your mum was sat with Lindsay. Yeah, I had a, I had a broken ankle, didn't? I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, and I can remember discussing. She just said he's going to come and play, and I thought, well, not with an ankle, it won't. <laughs> but there we go. I mean. I mean, really, Tom, you're the you're the you're the only one here that doesn't uh, that doesn't quite have the same kind of lineage at the club. You know, quite a yeah. few people here. You know, Henry with Charlie, George and Dirks. Dirks is uh, was holding Blaise aloft in the two thousand and four final. <laughs> I think. Um, yeah. You know, so what's it? What was it like coming from a different club? It was actually really easy. Like everyone was like so nice in that. So it was just it just fit it just it just worked, it just fit in. So, so moving specifically on to the the APP programme lads, got a couple of questions here really, but what I want sort of the listeners to sort of get an understanding of is so we've heard Joel explain the origins of it and how it came about and what they wanted to get it. But in this bit really I want to try and get at the lads who are doing it, so you, so what your experiences are of being on it. So, so firstly, uh, if I could ask the group, um, do you feel as though your game has improved by being on the APP? If so, what parts of your game have, 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 um, have improved? And have you seen any results in games, perhaps? Or is it a bit too soon for that? I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's massively improved, right? Like the game scenarios and then the actual training session is tougher than normal training. It's like more specific to you. So right. Is it sorry? Is it a more of a one-on-one? Yeah, it's a more like specific to you than 
Like the, the whole group is. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I can agree. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think that bringing all the different coaches that they did as well, that all specialise in different things helps people out who were interested in learning those different things that they were teaching, if that kind of makes sense. What about what about you, Sharpie and H? What about you? What the, you know, what 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 do you enjoy about being on the APP? What what benefits has it made to your games? Well, yeah, it's just a, it's extra training, isn't it? So obviously that's not going to do any harm to your game. It's it's going to enhance it, and it's definitely like made my batting miles better than it was before. Because I I wasn't very I was, I don't think I was very good at cricket before, and then. Joining the APPs actually just made me a miles better player in general. What would you say it's given you more confidence? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, one hundred percent. And how about you, Henry? What, what what what's your take on the APP? What what what, what benefits have you got from uh, from the from the sessions? The benefit I've got from it is actually when you're out there in the middle, you you have a further idea of what you want, what what you what your best shots are and what your what your strong points and weak points are so you can utilise that, you know, to try and win a game for your team. And, like, I remember, I don't know if you remember this, George, back in, like, 2017, when we were first playing District, uh, me and George had quite a decent partnership. I remember, and yeah. That was we were doing APP together every week and communicating and batting together. And, you know, it just helped us so much when we were out there in the middle. It kind of calmed yeah, us yeah. down a little bit. We knew what to do. Yeah. The mindset and a bit of a plan, didn't it? And from, from going through game scenarios and that to now thinking, right, we're actually in a game. Let's use that things that we've learned to try and win this game. For, so, yeah, we're good. What, what do you think about that feedback there? Is it, you know, it's good to hear that, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a damning indictment for my coach, and I, I coached Sharpie for a long time. And he said he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Those one-to-one sessions must have been a disaster. Uh, but um, no, I think you. The thing, the thing with us is obviously it's always. Um, I, I really enjoy watching these guys play cricket. And when they enjoy it, that's one of the other things. But the other, but the, I think one of the other things from it is the output that they that they get. So if there's, you know, if cricket's a lot better if you're taking wickets and scoring runs, uh, you know, taking a brilliant catch or a brilliant stop or that kind of thing. So I think that the fact that they can take the stuff that they do in the APP into games is a fantastic thing. Um, and I think. I don't know how you guys feel, but I certainly think it's kind of matured you as as cricketers. Um, and giving you, how do you, what do you think about that? I agree with, I can agree with that, yeah. Because if you think back to, you know, perhaps when you started, I mean, Henry and George, I think you were in the very first group, like cohorts on the APP, and Tom and Sharpie joined slightly later. Specific to George and Henry, how do you think the the programmes developed and sort of in line with your game as well? Quite a tough question, that. Sorry, Black Parker. Well, it has. I was renowned for being a bit of a slogger back in the day, so I can I can relate that going from being a young kid, just wanting to take the ball as far as I could and hard as I could to, like, trying to learn all the different proper shots and stuff like that, I can relate to that. Yeah, definitely. Hennes? I think it's definitely adapted and developed over time because I remember back when... Like when me, it was just me and George. Um, we'd sometimes there'd be a be an older net, and then there'd be us. Yeah. And sometimes we'd get sent over to this older net and just be 
totally scared of of them and batting in there. Yeah, I remember me and Henry used to be frightened of Yusuf and Marley, two two players that used to be scared scared to death of going and batting against them. So, but no, you won't bat nearly about going and batting and holding that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, good. Well, I'd come. Do you know? I'd completely forgotten that. So, how old would you guys have been when you went in the first in the first 20. one? You'd have been twelve. 12 or 13, wouldn't you? Seven, yeah, yeah, seven, year eight, something like that. And obviously, Yousef and, and Marley were a good two or three years older than you and big, big lads, lot. weren't they, as well? So, yeah. But that's just like you now bowling at some of the, other, <laughs> some of the yeah. others. Maybe not you, yeah. George, but Tom. <laughs> <laughs> With those floaty off spinners you've got. <laughs> and Enners, did you, did you bowl spin at the first? Or were you, were you bowling spin then, or were you bowling medium pace? Yeah, I think it was just after um, me, George, and Sharpie went to a Gary Keady um, masterclass right. spinning thing, and I think there was a lot of us that went there, and we just we all turned into spin bowlers because just because of that. And I think I think it was just after that that the APP was made. Yeah, so, yeah, I think yeah, I think you I think you're right. And I think that's a really interesting point that actually, you know, you've got you and George now who are spinners and you've got Sharpie who was formerly a spinner. Yeah. Now, we're, <laughs> now, you know, now, now just a batter, Joe. I won't really class me as a, a ball or an all-rounder, really. I don't know, Sharpie. After watching you on Thursday night, I think you've taken on like an enforcer-style role with the number of bouncers you were bowling at people. Um, <laughs> Unintentionally. <laughs> and obviously, Tom, you're a, you're a medium-paced bowler. Um, so I think I think for me, Gav will probably touch on it a, li- a little bit later. But you guys have already spoken about it. Is the kind of uh, specific sessions that are sort of aligned to your to your games? If you you know the fact that some of you are batters, some of you bowl spin, some of you are all rounders. How do you think that how fits in with with your preparation and training? But just getting all the different kinds of people that you're going to come up against is just key to. Scoring many runs in any cricket. If you get used to, like, say spin, I struggle against Henry to start with, but then it's got easier because you face them more. Oh, harsh. Learning the scenarios as well. So, what you do at training, then taking it into a game. And when you know that you're in that scenario, you think, right, I've learned this in training, I can try and put it into what I'm doing now in the in the middle. So that's 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 a great point that George because I was gonna I, I was gonna bring that up because there's a few times when you know I've been down at the club and and, and the seconds have been at uh, seconds have been at home. Um you know me and Mark was a little bit a little bit lapping. And, mm. and we have said a few times how how noticeable it is how young every young lad who's batting seems to have a plan. And that yeah. might sound really obvious. But believe you me, it isn't. It, it, it isn't very common, isn't that? And what I mean by that is, you know, you might there might be a change of bowling and spin them out, come on, and straight away, you get you you know you guys you, you have a plan, you you have a game plan as to how you're going to deal with that. And that that never used to be the case. I mean, when I, you know when I was your age and I was playing at second level, that wasn't that just wasn't the case at all. You know, you really had to learn on the job. So. It's really noticeable, uh, you know, and, and people just watching, walking around the ground can see that. And obviously, your parents that watch you every week, you know, they they all have noticed a great a great improvement as well. But 
I just wanted to I, I thought I just wanted to piggyback up back at George's point there uh, because it is noticeable, uh, you know, how equipped you are to deal with and it, you know certain circumstances. And you know, and it's not going to work every time because you know you're young lads and, it's, and, and we're amateurs at the end of the day. But and they're allowed to bowl well. But at least you've got a, a plan of how you want to combat it, and you've got a bit of confidence. And you know that's what it's all about, isn't it? We get into indoor nets have started, uh, and before we know it. The uh, friendlies will be coming round, and I don't know about you, like used to hate friendlies. But although you used to potentially go to some different new grounds and tea room that yes, so that that were always good. That were always good. But more importantly, what are your sort of goals for the season? You know, what are you, what what are your plans for the season? What, what are your hopes for the season? Or do you not set them? You know, because either way is fine. You know, so. If you want to just let us know what your hopes and goals and aspirations are for the season. I'd like to improve the more runs than I scored last year. I didn't have a very good year last year. Second, to be honest, I scored some decent runs at thirds and fourths, but to try and score a lot more runs in twos and maybe play for a couple of games in first team as well and try my best to get into that. So that'll be mine. That'll be my goal this year. Excellent. Excellent, George. What are you, Tom? Um, I need to score runs for twos. Uh, <laughs> It, was, it wasn't wasn't a great season, but yeah, just twos and then hopefully play play some a lot of first team games. But, yeah. What about you, Paul? Um, similar to Tom, really. I just want to push first team cricket, you know. And I think there's a couple of spaces opening up. Um, hopefully, a couple of us can take them. Mm. Get, get through there. Stuff. And while I'm talking to you, it would it would it uh, Italy when we went to Benedetti's wedding when I was playing cricket. I think that was a bit late. Were it a bit I think, late? I, already, I think I was already playing cricket there. It might have been Santorini with Bles and Lindsay's potentially. That was in 2010. Bles and Lindsay's wedding. Yeah. I struggle to remember what I did yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get back anyway enough of that let's get back on track uh, Sharpie what about you pal what, 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 um, what, what are your goals for the, season, for the coming season mate uh, similar to the rest of the lads obviously kick on and progress into that first team but also stop getting out in the 80s and 70s and actually kick on and get an 100 excellent not a bad problem to have that Sharpie keep getting out in the 70s not a bad problem to have mate <laughs> I mean, when I get in the 70s and 80s, obviously, because I, I, ne I never get 100, do I? So. <laughs> no, no, fair play. And one, one question I wanted to ask you all as well, because obviously you've all got experience of the uh, the APP programme, and, and as Joe's touched on, some have been on it right from the inception. Have you got any sort of ideas on how it could be improved, perhaps? You know, is there anything that you think it'd be good if we could do this? More sessions. More sessions. Mine would probably be trying to, instead of like, nets are good, obviously, uh, to get practice in, but try and get some practice out on the middle because in yeah. uh, wickets are completely different to what they are in the nets. And it's just good to try and just get used to that, really, and just get yourself accustomed to the conditions, really. That's a great shout. Yeah, that's a great shout. I agree with that 100% shot, to be honest. Yeah, I can. I agree with that. We did a couple of training games towards the back end of the season last 
last year are in the middle and uh, they were really enjoyable and obviously it's it's a lot more realistic to what you'd what you'd be batting out in middle to rather than the nets if that makes sense so I can agree with yeah, and I would imagine, Tom, uh, just to ask you about that, is is you know sort of the main bowler, if you will, like, out of the group, you know the you know the the bowler. It, it must be difficult to bowl and you know work on specific things in the net because your run up isn't there, and whereas it's a completely different feel out in the middle, isn't it? But that does that make any difference to you or? Well, you can still work on things, but it's just it's a lot different on the on the pitch, like. You, you might board certain length in the nets, which is carrying through, but then you go out onto the pitch and it just sits up and you can hit it everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. more practice, isn't it? Get out in the middle. Absolutely. Well, well, let's give... Uh, we'll have to get on to Eton, Joe. He doesn't do it anyway, does he? He'll have a spare hour. He can do that. He doesn't do it a lot, does he? The, I mean, it's, do you know, I think one of the things for you guys this year, obviously, I, I, I'm at every session and I... And I kind of see what what you're up to I think one of the things for you guys this year is is volume actually so the number of all within reason to make sure you're not injured or anything like that but the number of balls you bowl the number of throwdowns or hits that you have the number of catches you take the number of stops you do during the week I think if you can if if that can increase it even more again I think you'll be in a really good position and I, I have no bearing on selection or anything like that. I'm one of the least important people, people at the club. But, you know, I really do see an opportunity for you guys this year in the in the first team. Obviously, we were, you know, I was extremely sad that Johnny left. He's one of my best friends. But at the same time, I was I was when they said it at the meeting that he was he was going, I was also really excited because it would it gives one of you guys a chance to come in and have a have a proper go and if you can grasp that and take that chance, you know, you, you'll be in that team for for a good amount of time, I think. Also as well, Joe, you know, selection is just not only open to the, the guys on the APP programme. Absolutely you know, not. Selection, that, that's the beauty, of, that's the beauty of, of, of the game, isn't it? You know, it's open to anybody in, in that 11. Mm. If, you know, yeah. if anybody sets off the season and scores runs just because they're not on the APP programme, that, you know, that's pretty much irrelevant. You know, your, your currency is runs and wickets, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So to anybody listening to this who might not be on the APP programme, don't worry about that. And just because you're not at this moment in time doesn't mean that you won't be, you might not be in the future or that there isn't a pathway into moving up the, the pyramid in, into higher teams because everybody, you know, uh, develops at different speeds and uh, ages, especially at cricket. You yeah, know, definitely. So I think that's a really important thing to to mention. But but yeah, you know, it's uh, it's been great to hear from uh, from you chaps, and uh, I think you sport very well. It's been it's been great to hear. I have a couple more questions. Some are around the APP, and others about some of the stuff that you did in the first team last year, or did with the first team. So the first one from me is everybody everybody when they play cricket has some really difficult times and tough moments you know when either you're not scoring runs or you're not taking wickets or in my case you're dropping lots of catches how do you think the APP helps in those kind of situations because sometimes you just need to take a step away whereas other times you want to keep working on it keep getting better so how do you think the APP helps in those moments I think that it's more 
of a, a mental battle really sometimes more than technique or anything like that like sometimes when you're when you're struggling it's, it's giving yourself the confidence to to go out there and make a change where APP you kind of have them talks from you and Paddy and Francois you know encouraging us and giving us motivation kind of to just give us that little bit of a boost and making us feel better about it I think if you are I think I was struggling a bit last year so I think just to take a break and do a session you know do an APP session and give you a bit of confidence back and tell you that you are doing all right and it will come soon and I think that helps yeah definitely so there you're sort of saying that the APP you feel is giving you sort of a tool set to to be able to go out and achieve what you want to achieve yeah definitely yeah yeah I think that yeah I mean, so I mean, you said Tom about you wanted to score more runs in the twos next year, this year, I guess. How how do you think you're gonna? How do you think you're gonna do that? I guess without giving any anything away. <laughs> but if anybody yeah, else is listening, it's just the the mindset of like when I think when I don't have a good start, it's just like oh, I need a run, I need this, I need that, but. Really, it just needs to stay in and then the runs will eventually come. So. Yeah. I mean, because you're quite famous at the club, right, for sort of scoring some very big runs. You know, you've had double hundreds and hundreds at your age group level cricket and you're in your Lancashire setup now. How how do you think you can transfer those kinds of performance? I'm not saying you need to be scoring double hundreds every week in the, in the second <laughs> team, but how yeah. do you... It would be absolutely marvellous if you could... But how do you think you can translate those across? How do you think you can get that, to, you know, that kind of consistency, I guess? It's just, it's the mental side. Like, when juniors, I, I know I can do it. I know it's like, I've proven it, so it's just there. But then seniors, I've not really, like, proven that I can consistently do anything. So I think when I get, if I get a few bits or whatever, then I can really push on with it. I th- and I think what probably my... Uh, uh, second to last question actually is so this one's for Sharpie obviously you came into the second team late last year but then you had an incredible run of performances how absolutely and, and again I don't want to say you know there's no kind you know everything that you've sort of achieved is on you you know it's about how you react to certain situations isn't it but how do you think the APP helped you um, again I'm not saying that it's all on the APP and and how do you think you're gonna you're gonna rock up this year? How do you think it's you don't want to feel all the pressure? That's the thing to think that you need to score the same runs again. Although again, it would be nice. <laughs> yeah, um, going back to what Henry said earlier, it's identifying your strengths and weaknesses. So I was try I was trying to make my weaknesses not a liability as such. So to trying to determine what I was actually good at uh, and trying to use them more in games than actually. Just pressure, putting myself in pressurized situations and fall back what I'm good at. So creating a bit of a safety net and foundation of realizing that I've done this in training before certainly helped. So yeah, that's a good answer. That that's that's a, that's a great answer. Well, I, I don't think I'd give that answer at your age, mate. To be honest, <laughs> absolutely fair play to you. That's. Uh, no, but, but, that, but that's the good thing about the APP, isn't it? You know, you, you're going through all these scenarios at training so that yeah. when, when, you, when you, you know, when you experience them in a game, 
it's not the first time you've come across it. I was just going to say, yeah, like the scenario stuff, it just makes you used to what, what it's going to be like in the middle, if that makes sense. It gives you almost the preparation to know that if you do come in that situation, you know how to deal with it properly, you know what I mean? So, well, that, that, that's yeah. brilliant. And, and like you say, you know, the performances that, you know, that you have all done, uh, you, know, you know, the performances that you've all put in this, you know, this last year and, you know, the end of the season before, have all shown that, you know, it's working, isn't it? So, so no, yeah. that's fantastic. I think uh, last question is to Henners, is that it's based on the 2020 campaign last year, actually, where you had some really fantastic performances. A couple of forfers, I think, with the ball. So firstly, do you see you doing that again this year in the in the 2020s? And do you think you can then get that across into the first team in the 50-over games? Yeah, I think me, me and Tom both, we, we both together, really, didn't we, in the first team in the T20s? And we both kind of gave it, gave it our all and showed that we're, you know, we, we we deserve to be there and we deserve to have the ball. And I think I think this year, if, I'm hoping I can do the same thing, but, you know, if not, then just prove myself in the second team again, you know, just making sure that I'm getting the runs and the wickets and just everything to, to make sure that I get that chance. And then when you get that chance, it's about taking it, isn't it? Really? Yeah. About taking your chances. Well, I'm backing you all this year, so... I'm, uh, and Henry, you'll have to play for a long time so I can get some more somethings. Um, last <laughs> year, I need a left arm spinner. Yeah. <laughs> right, excellent. Gav, is there anything else that you'd like to uh, talk about? Or I'd say thanks to the APP guys. <laughs> Everyone bar Joe. Everyone bar Joe. <laughs> <laughs> No, and thank you for coming, oh. guys. It's uh, yeah. really appreciated, and all your efforts at the APP as well, because it makes life very easy with your attitude and level of skill as well. So, thank you very much. And, and, thank and, you. And, and from myself, just before you go, I've been very, very impressed with the way that you've spoken this evening and the answers that you've given. It has been really impressive, uh, and I'm sure that the listeners and the members will uh, will think exactly the same. So. So from me, thank you very much for uh, giving us an hour of your time tonight. That's, it's been greatly appreciated. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Uh, that. Cheers. Send more house to save the house.